Hey. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Coolers, episode number 257. Today's topic is how to submit a winning WordCamp talk. Your results may vary. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I ended up having a whole bunch of windows open. And I heard myself. That's awesome. First time <laughs> caller. First time caller. All right. <laughs> Let's go around the room real quick. We'll go the dead air for you, Jason. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, you're oh. muted. There you go. Hey, no, no, I, I didn't. I wasn't sure you called on me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm Bobby Wilson. I am a freelance uh, web developer, uh, WordPress, front end, you name it. And uh, happy to be on the show to talk about this today because I was once upon a time a WordPress, a WordCamp organizer. Um, and so can offer some great tips. Awesome. Good to have you on. How about you, Joshua? Yes, uh, I'm Joshua Wold. I'm a designer and product owner at XWP. We do WordPress uh, web development and uh, recently started getting into doing some talks at WordCamps about design and the whole process of sketching, communication, et cetera. So really exciting. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Good to have you on. How about you, Patrick? Uh, I'm Patrick Rowland. Today, my job title is e-commerce enthusiast. Um, I don't know what it is long term, but that's what it is today. And I've helped out at a couple different WordCamps, uh, WordCamp Milwaukee and WordCamp Denver, uh, helping pick speakers. And I've spoken at a bunch of WordCamps, so hope to help out. Sweet. Good to have you on. How about you, Sarah? Hi, I'm Sarah Weefault, and I'm a freelance WordPress consultant type person thing. Sweet. Good to have you on, as always. How about you, Steve? I'm Steve Zengit. I'm the founder of Z Creative, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. I'm also the uh, lead organizer for WordCamp OC, so and and was on the organizing committee for WordCamp US. So I have some experience in this. It's uh, uh, been picking speakers as well. Awesome, man. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website is jasontucker.blog. And uh, Steve has sent me a list of uh, people to go through and read all of their stuff, and I have many many complaints. <laughs> What did I do? You sent me a list of people and said, "Here, I want you to look through these people and find find a find." Oh, a like, yeah. oh that's yes, awful! Yes. This is the worst worst job you could give me. I <laughs> I just want to be door greeter. Come on. So, so actually, let's talk about. Let's start there. Actually, let's talk about some of the the, the process of what you go through when you're on a WordCamp uh, committee, right? And not all WordCamps are created equally, but. Some, uh, maybe many, WordCamps uh, do a blind uh, uh, type of uh, choosing process where they just take all the submissions, take off the names, and they pick just based on title and description of topic, or at least that's the first round, right? And so I, I'm mentioning that because you want to be prepared for that, right? It, it means you can't just say, um, I'm going to do a session on design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sell it. <laughs> and I think that's what you're talking about is, is that was part, that was that is part blind of our process. That, it, that is part of our process at WordCamp Orange County is we start with a blind process as they do at WordCamp US. And it's a grueling process because every single one of them is like, oh, that sounds like a great topic. Oh, that sounds like a great topic too. And, and then you end up with like eight, the first eight of them. You're like, yes. And you're like, oh, what about the rest of the 300? Can't pick them all. <laughs> you can't pick them all. How how are some of the yeah. other the other uh, the other folks on the panel here? How have you uh, seen this approach? You know, approach this problem of having to dig through a whole bunch of uh, of people and try to pick a couple. 
So when, when we were going through it, we uh, actually dropped names and we just looked at the titles and their descriptions. Um, so it was kind of like a, a different kind of blind. Like we didn't want to see who it was because we didn't want to base it on like, oh yeah, they're, they're really out there in the WordPress world. Um, so, and that, that turned out to be really interesting because we got a lot of speakers who hadn't uh, really uh, blogged a lot or been on podcasts a lot or anything else. And we got some really great talks. Uh, we also got some really strange ones and that was good too. Um, and part of when we did it, we took it, we had everybody that wanted to be there to vote on the process um, to pick. So we had a range of people that were developers. We, on our team, we had people who were just in marketing on our team and, and, you know, just were bloggers too. So it was great because we all, we had insight from different types of, of user and, 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 um, and developers, different, just all the different groups that make up WordPress, it was awesome. Now, so we got through it. We got through it in an evening. But you know, WordCamp Austin is not the same as WordCamp US. And and, and for the people that are that are watching, that are thinking of submitting a WordCamp talk, it's important to keep these things in mind, right? Because it's a blind process. Because your name is taken out of it, you, know, you really need to focus on a, a catchy title, a, ca a, a a a brief but catchy description, something that's going to catch the organizer's eye as they're going through this process, and it is grueling, right? So at WordCamp Orange County, right, which is a regional WordCamp, we've got what Jason, three hundred submissions in that neighborhood, right? Yeah. Right. And WordCamp we only US, right, right. And WordCamp US was thousands, mm -hmm. right? And so you got to think about that. You need something in your title or description that's just going to stand out. So, so not all. So at least for Milwaukee and Denver, ours are not blind. Um, I always, when it comes to longer talks, so we had like short talks and long talks this year. Mm -hmm. When it came to the longer talks, basically someone on the organizing team had to see them in person. Or, or online give a talk somewhere else before. Mm. So we are not going to give a 50 minute slot to someone who has zero speaking experience. We'll give a 30 minute slot to them and see how they do, but we're not gonna give them this big slot. So you need to speak at a meetup, at a previous WordCamp, online, at a webinar, somewhere. And in, even if you, and you, so for us, what's important is uh, in your description, mention those, those yep. things. Um, so even if we didn't see you a link to it in your description, then we'll take a quick look at it. Um, that helped yeah. me earlier this year when I was applying to some WordCamps. I did uh, my brother and I and another friend. We've started up a meetup in Coeur d'Alene, and at that meetup, I got to test out my talk in mm -hmm. front of I think seven or eight people, and I was able to use that experience and link to that uh, for the first WordCamp I applied to later on that year. And, and by the way, Patrick, I agree with you. Ours, ours isn't completely blind. It's partially blind. So we do that yeah. first round as blind. And then we go through and we do vet the speakers, right? We, we want to see people who have a stage presence, yeah. who, who have some experience. And, and we want to see how they are on stage. So we, I, I, I'm actually the one that's responsible at OC. I go through all the videos. Yeah. Right? So if you are submitting, absolutely submit links to previous uh, talks um, mm. in, in, with your submission. Yeah, we had a form on our submission form. We actually had a spot to say, "Hey, have you spoken anywhere else? Are you part of your of your meetup? Have you presented there?" Um, so we got a good gauge of presenter experience just from their submission form. 
Yeah. Now that can also work against you. And here's, here's, here's what I'm getting at, right? If you're submitting the same talk to every single WordCamp and you've given it a dozen times in the past and all your videos are the same talk. Hmm. It's going to be a really great talk though, man. They're going to have everything dialed in. You're right. Absolutely. We're probably not going to pick you for a WordCamp because a lot of the people, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of attendees that go to a, a lot of mm. camps and they want to hear something fresh. Yep, I agree. I agree with that. Um, you know, there are there are WordCamp on WordPress TV. So if you go over to WordPress TV and go take a look at all of the different um, videos that get submitted there, not mm. all of those videos show up on the site. Not not every single one. And there's technical difficulties that happen there. There's all these other things as well. And there's also meetups that record stuff. Like our meetup, we record stuff and we put it up on online for any of like the the really great type of talks that that are done there that are universally available that somebody can really look at and look at look at that doesn't have a whole bunch of uh, um, like talking about how horrible their clients are or some goofy whatever things like that. So we take take those videos and look at them as well. So if there's something that you've spoken to or if you've been on a show like this and you're like, oh, well, I don't have a stage presence, but I can definitely speak on a particular subject matter, that might be a good thing to add in there as well. Now, you you may not you may be in a in an area that doesn't have the opportunity to speak at a a word camp or a meetup and that's okay we've we've took speakers uh, last year and the year before that didn't have uh, word camp talks or meetup talks they just had uh, YouTube channels right so they just posted random stuff and we 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 chose them based on their stage presence. Yeah, one thing that helped me with the talk that I did is. Um, it was backed by just things I'd done over the years, which being in design, it was easy to kind of jump into talking more about design. And so when I was looking for a topic and trying to work that out, having that history really helped me. Um, and I applied, I think I applied to six WordCamps and then I got accepted to three of them. I was like, oh wow, okay, I wasn't expecting that. I, I thought I'd get accepted to one of them. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, so Steve, let me ask you, or the other WordCamp organizers, let me ask you a question. For WordCamp Denver last year, we had so many advanced topics. It was all the new Gutenberg and the REST API and all this stuff. And we actually had a hard time finding sort, sort of like basic talks of like how to customize a theme. Because like we still need at least one talk on something like that for someone who's, you know, a 101 is a weird term, but someone who's like a new developer, right? Um, and I, I think for us, sometimes we see holes in like actually entry level talks. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we, we have the same challenge, right? We want a well-balanced WordCamp yeah. and we have different tracks. And so we want to pick uh, speakers that are appropriate for those tracks. Um, but we've never had an issue where we've been either developer heavy or beginner heavy or design heavy. We've always found a good balance. Um, sometimes, we have had to kind of fill in spots, right? Mm -hmm. And at that point, we invite speakers that we know their experience in a certain thing. I mean, we're lucky, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that we live in an area where we've got speakers on all kinds of different topics. So when we yeah. need somebody to come and teach a 101, you know, we'll call Greg Franklin, right? Or somebody like that. I wonder if it's an opportunity though of like, when, so I, when I apply to a WordCamp, I will usually send in something that's sort of advanced and then something that's sort of, for me in e-commerce, it's like how to start an online store. And I'm surprised how often someone picks the how to start an online store talk because no one else applied for it and their audience wants to know about it. 
I, I think you're absolutely right. I think, and and there's no there's no problem submitting multiple sessions. Yeah. So if you're applying to a WordCamp, you can you can send in five uh, ideas, right, uh, to give yourself a better chance. But I'm with you, Patrick. If if you have a good basic one-on-one talk or you know basic design talk or you know just getting into like um, starting out with plugin development or some sort of one-on-one talk, um, those are always going to be um, favorable. Because most of the talks that we get or that I've seen are very specific or, or very niche. Uh, that's the majority of the talks that I see submitted. Yep. Uh oh, we've got some dead air. What are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, all right. So we've talked about the process a little bit. Go for it, Sarah. Uh, we, we've talked a little bit about the process that people go through in selecting talks. So when it comes to actually filling out the thing, like I just applied to speak at WordCamp Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Was it Phoenix or Albuquerque? I think it's got to be Phoenix. There's one of them. Coming up, yeah. Probably, probably Phoenix. I was looking at Albuquerque for sure, though, but they may have already announced. Anyway, um, so that was a little nerve-wracking because I feel like I haven't submitted a talk in a minute because I've been on organizing boards. Um, so, I mean, even though that application is already flown, um, what's something that I could have put in there to make me stand out? Well, I thought it was more like a resume what, what, thing, isn't it? Are you asking what you could have put in there to get? Or like what? Like so, workshop this a little bit. Like okay. when, when you're filling out this form, hmm. how do you stand out? Well, one thing that I always like to do is is fill it out uh, off site, right, and pass it by somebody, right. So get an opinion on how it's written, right. If I'm just writing it, I'm I'm in my own little bubble. I'm in my own vacuum. Right? I want to get another opinion because typically, and Sarah's done this for me before, right? If I'm if I'm passing it by somebody to wordsmith it, they're gonna cut some things out that I don't need, right? Brief is really what's important, right? So you want to get your point across in as few words, as few sentences as possible, because again, the reviewers have hundreds of, of uh, talks that they're reviewing. So you want to be brief, you want to be to the point, and if possible, you want to be catchy or funny, right? Just and and so one of the things that um, that stood out when we were reviewing talks for OC is our theme was um, was superheroes, right? And so the the people that stood out are the ones that actually tailored their talk description to the theme, right? They used superhero terms or or comic book terms, and they and and they actually understood. They did their they did their homework. They did they they reviewed what we were all about, and they tailored it to the. Theme and that really stood out. So if you can do something like that, that's specific to uh, the camp or the people or the theme, that's always going to uh, rise to the top. And that's mainly because a lot of times those descriptions are what they copy and paste to put onto the website as mm -hmm. well. So mm -hmm. it's like, oh, there's no extra work that needs to be done, and you didn't have to. You're not trying to explain it to the person because that description should be the thing that explains it. Because ultimately, the person who's going to be thinking about going to that talk is only going to be looking at those words that you just wrote. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if, you're, if you're just copying and pasting to you know, a dozen word camps, um, there's nothing special with what you've just done. Yeah, exactly. When we, when, when we were starting the planning and before we opened up speaker applications, we actually had set up tracks. And we had short descriptions about you know, what we were thinking was going to be included in those tracks. So it was really great when we saw submissions actually talk to the summaries that we had written. Uh, it made it a heck of a lot easier to figure out where they might fit in. Um, and they also stuck with the theme. So going off of that, yeah, 
fitting in with the theme makes you stand out. And, and sometimes I've gotten picked before by actually contacting the organizers and say, listen, you know, I, I know you've you looked for these, you, you've actually put on the form, you're looking for these certain things, but are there holes that you need to fill? Mm -hmm. right? Are there are there talks that you haven't seen? Is there some place I can fill in? And I, and, and if you get a little inside track like that, that'll, that'll, that'll help you again rise to the top. Yeah. So I guess to answer Sarah's question regarding regarding Phoenix itself, um, they have their fiery looking Phoenixy logo, and they have blue on the top. So there is no real like theme. So I don't know how you would kind of approach it that way, right, Sarah? Yeah, I just tried to be brief and interesting ish. Yeah. So, so say something about Arizona or Phoenix or Raquel. Right, I mean, you know, there's stuff you can attach to, right? And, and by the way, don't everybody on on the audience take my advice and bombard Raquel with a whole bunch of questions. I <laughs> I'm not suggesting that, but but you you can personalize it if you do your homework. Well, I could give a talk about how much Raquel rules, but anybody could give that talk, really, you know, because she does. <laughs> So I wonder if when it comes to applications, I, th I think you're right, Steve, like, cause we have, I think for Denver, we definitely had over a hundred applications and we have, and, and so, so what I try to do is I organize them to three different groups. And then I had like those three different groups sort of go through like about 30 each, but that's still so much work. I like the idea of having like a paragraph and maybe a list of bullet points as your talk description. But then I think it's really important to, to make you stand out as like, and here's why an expert at this and have a blog post or a, something that proves that you are the authority in that thing as sort of like follow up to your description. And that's what's gonna be and that's what's gonna be read on the second pass, right? So you gotta yeah. think about first pass and second pass yeah. that the reviewers are going through this because all reviewers do that that like right? they they weed them out with the first pass and then they'll get a little bit more a little bit deeper with that second pass. I'm curious with some of with some of the word camps with where you're getting hundred people submitting, how many of them are you looking at and saying, wow, I'd want all of these or is it more uh, only ten percent are relevant to what I need for this word camp or um, to answer your first question, um, all of these, I don't think I've ever experienced that. Okay. <laughs> I did. There, there, we actually had a, sub, a submitter for the WordCamp Austin in 2014 who submitted about 20 different talks that he, that he wanted to give. And we were looking through all of them. He had great dot points and I, we were all just like, man, it would be great if we could do all of these, but they fit in one in a single track and we only had, you know, so much room. So I would say if you're going for someone to pick you because they really feel like, wow, we want this person to do all of these, stretch out the themes or what you're talking about. Don't just stay in one niche mm -hmm. about what you're speaking to. I, I I heard the question a little bit differently. I heard it as as wanting to include everything, every talk that was submitted through the form. Right? I've never experienced that. Okay. <laughs> Not just from one speaker. Both. Uh oh. We experienced yeah, both. Okay. Yeah. Really? We had like 175 okay. submissions, and we we're like, oh man, there was like maybe two that we didn't really want to see. But other than that, it was just like, where do we start? Yeah. So well, and, and sometimes and you get really great submissions and sometimes you don't. On the flip side of that, we are always we always, you know, in our even after our second pass, we always have more talks than we have slots for, right? Mm -hmm. so at some point we have to make a decision as to who we're gonna include in, in WordCamp. And that that is a tough process. 
So do you think there's any like resume style tricks to this, like um, putting in keywords that somebody's going to search for, like e-commerce? I'm going to speak about e-commerce. So let's let's make sure I mention WooCommerce, e-commerce, this commerce, that commerce, all those things. Asking to answer your SEO question, the title absolutely matters, right? Your title needs to be catchy. It can't just be um, designed for WordPress. But some of the titles don't even under doesn't even explain what's going to be spoken about there. But that's okay. I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with that, right? If it's a catchy title that makes me want to read the description, I'm I'm going to I'm going to give that an, an extra beat. I wonder if I'm just more more boring of a person, but like I love how to build an online store. Like I I love that's like boring but very descriptive, and I think there's probably a balance between clear and clever sure. that you want to. That you want to hit, um, and and again, if you if you think, go back to my um, what I said about the theme, right? If it was how to build an online store, because our theme was superheroes, it might be how to build an online store like Thor would, right? Yeah. Or, or 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 like a superhero or something yeah. on just throwing in a, a, a catchy word. Help. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I chose Thor. I'm not a comic book fan. Does Thor is Thor good at, at technology? He, he's a giant hammer and he breaks things. So <laughs> okay. no, I don't. I don't. Thor, Thor Ragnarok is a good movie. <laughs> Ragnarok is awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of with you, um, Patrick, in that I I just want mine to be like um, you know the the noobs guide to using WordPress, and I'm going to show you like the four or five things that you could do in the dashboard that a noob should know about that most even like advanced people don't even know. Like I guess the question though, pointing back to earlier, do you want most of it to be like that or do you want some to be at that uh, basic level and then you are happy to also have some niche items? We're definitely happy to have some some niche items, but we can't have like, boy, for WordCamp Denver, I know we had like several talks on the REST API and we could only include mm -hmm. one. And then we had several talks on customizing the customizer. And I don't think we included that one. There, there's, there is a limit and we're two, we have a two track uh, WordCamp. We're just limited on how much, how many dev topics we we can have. But it sounds like for like for like WordCamp US, there's a little cards against humanity type of uh, to this, in that you're trying to play for the judge. And mm -hmm. so um, I would imagine that if your talk is about uh, something very like WordPress generic, here's how to bold text in the dashboard or something like that, you're probably not going to get it. But if you did say like. Uh, there's this very cool thing that you could do outside of the realm of WordPress that that remotely relates to WordPress. Like it, it has a very either a cultural type thing or something like that. Matt's gonna look at it and go, "This is perfect. This is what we need at our at our camp. This is what I want to, to have on here." And I think I'm that sure. like that Cards Against Humanity type of uh, uh, playing to the judge type of thing that you need to have happening there. I'm, I'm curious how long the uh, talk is on bolding uh, text inside of the dashboard. <laughs> is that a light talk or is that a full 45 <laughs> How to move widgets in your uh, dashboard or whatever, you know? So Jason, you bring up something interesting. So for WordCamp Denver, we say exactly what we want. And we, uh, we had three focus areas this year. Uh, well, I can't remember them because it was so long ago, but it was like, we want to focus on, I think, eight, like building a company. We want to focus on design and I think development. So like those are the three main things. And I think maybe last year we had a focus on marketing so that then when you see a focus on marketing, you should, you know, submit SEO talks. When you mm -hmm. see a focus on design, submit design talks. We're, we're pretty clear about what we want every year, um, but not all WordCamps are like that. So uh, and then you just guess. I, I, I want to give a caveat to what you just said. Um, yeah. 
is that um, the, the, the talks that we immediately throw out are anything that is a sales pitch, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of those are uh, SEO talks, right? I'm not picking on the SEO people, but yeah. a lot of the talks we get submitted are, are people selling SEO services. And we're just, we're just gonna toss those immediately. Those are, those are an instant no. Um, and so one of the things that we do is we, we also kind of spell out what we're looking for, but we have a, a general rule that says no pitching. Um, yeah. And so if you are pitching your company, um, we're just going to throw it out. We're not, we're not even going to get it to go to the second round. Um, you're allowed to represent a company, right? As long as you're providing a, a information or education, right? It's you're not there to pitch your your company. You can talk about the basics of SEO, but yes. say, "I'll do all this for you." And we're very we're we're really in tune to that. We're really sensitive, and so so yeah. we we can detect those right in the description, and we throw away the sales ones right away. We had that happen with some hosts as well. Like they wanted to come and talk about, you know, what our specific host can do for you, and we're like, mm, 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 nope, no sales. Yeah, but a host can come. You in can talk, sponsor. A host can come in and talk about <laughs> caching or security or scaling. Right, those are great talks. Yeah, some of the best. I, I saw a great talk from about load testing from uh, Jason Cosberg. Oh, that was a fantastic talk. So he's just. This is just what I do every day, and it wasn't selling anyone. It was just. Presenting information. And that's a good point because for, for people who are spending a lot of time in the industry, there's just things that happen that they do that they just naturally want to mm -hmm. share as an output of their careers. Um, so, yeah, as long as there's a distinction between those two. Yep. Uh oh. I know. Back to dead so, air, man. <laughs> so another thing that, that kind of caught some of our attention when we were dealing with submissions is just fun play on words. And we even picked one that used a naughty word. Now, I'm not saying that all word camps are like this, um, especially now that we're more family adjacent and that you know, the there's, there's more kids. Tell us uh, the it, <laughs> there was an F-bomb no in one of the titles. Wow. We actually oh. picked it, um, and then we just censored the F-bomb in the <laughs> title. but And people loved it. Um, but it, it caught our attention, and then when we dug in, we're like, hmm, that, that's actually something that you know, sounds boring, but the way this is going to be presented, it, it makes you excited about it. So think about the board. If you're thinking that you have a boring topic that you want to submit to talk about, try to come up with another way that you might describe it that would make it sound exciting. And we kind of touched on that earlier, like make good titles, but just talking about this in particular. So so, uh, so how to build a... a how to build a, a, a WordPress F-bomb store. <laughs> no, actually, I put the F-bomb in the wrong place. How to build right, a, a F-bomb WordPress store. <laughs> oh, I would like to build a store where I sell my F-bombs. <laughs> be like WordCamp or um, WooCommerce AF or something like that. <laughs> See? See, that's, that's a good title. That's a title that I would go on and read the description. Right? So next, exactly. next WordCamp Orange County, somebody submit uh, WooCommerce AF. So one tip that I have um, at the camp I went to, I actually, since it was a design talk, I printed out a little pamphlet that was just like, here's a quick summary of my talk that you could just walk away with. It wasn't a sales thing. It was if you want a reminder to remember. And so maybe calling that out in your submission that there will be a little thing I'm handing out. Um, I got a lot of positive feedback from that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, just doing something totally different that no one else is doing. It's, I have seen a few times where somebody walked around and handed out pamphlets, and I was yep. like, pamphlets? Whoa, this is, <laughs> I, 
I didn't realize that people were doing that. And it's really cool to have something just different. Cause now instead of walking out of a talk where like I've gone to conferences where people hand out a whole bunch of those and you walk out and you're like, geez, I have like a hundred of these things now. But if someone else isn't, you know, if you're the only one doing it, that's kind of an, yep. an interesting way of going about it. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my favorite uh, talk that was submitted at WordCamp OC uh, last year. Remember this is done blind. So I came across the description that just said, uh, if you have a me shaped hole to fill, then, um, <laughs> Then, 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 then put me, then put me in, and I went. You know what? That's moving on to the second round. I don't know who this is, but that that caught my eye. Turns out it was Chris Ford, right? Which and she's always awesome. But we found him. We found a Chris Ford shaped hole to fill in the uh, in the schedule. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Steve, I have I have one last question for you. Is it? Would it? So I'm. I think I'm. I'm just boring, and I just want like how to build an online store. If I were to apply to WordCamp OC, should I? Can I submit two talks? One with my boring Patrick title, and one with uh, you know WooCommerce AF title. Talk? Or would that yep. be unethical to submit the exact same talk with two different titles? Do it, do it. Because WordCamp, because okay. Word, WooCommerce AF is going through the second round. How to build, <laughs> how to build a WooCommerce story is getting cut right away. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I like that tip. I'm going to try it. Yeah, I love it. Again, but you know what? Like Jason said, it is a bit cards against humanity. You have to play the player, right? You have to know the judge, right? Um, and if you see me, if you see me on the water cooler, you know what I'm kind of going to be attracted to with how you title things. Not all word camps are created equally, right? So, so know, understand your audience when you're submitting a, a talk. Awesome. Well, that is a word to live by. How about that? So go over to our adopiewaterco.com. Click on the links there to subscribe. If you enjoyed this content, hit the little thumbs up button and hit some likes or any of those uh, little really cool things that are on the site that you can uh, share with other folks. We'd really appreciate it. If you're uh, if you have a friend who's looking to submit a WordCamp talk, uh, feel free to share this video with them. We would really appreciate that. Anyhow, thank you all for being on the show with us, and you have a good rest of your day. Talk to y'all later. Bye bye. Cheers.